You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to PMS Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Karen Barnett, and thank you for joining me during these holiday weeks when I know we're all very busy with our pets, pet families, and human families and friends, and pet businesses while we're trying to work hard and keep them all happy and running smoothly, while we're probably running ourselves ragged doing so. But today... While hopefully you can take a few minutes for yourselves, I'm going to introduce you to a wonderful woman who manages to make it all look so very easy. Her name is Linda Washi, and she's the creator and president of Neuters Club, apparel and gifts featuring whimsical cartoons that provide pet spay and neuter and responsible guardianship. The Neuters Club mission is to raise awareness around the importance of pet population control and the plight of millions of unwanted pets euthanized in the U.S. each year. Part of the proceeds from the sale of Neuters Club merchandise goes to nonprofit rescue group and spay and neuter programs. And we'll talk to Linda and learn how she manages to save all of our unfortunate unwanted pets through her fabulously creative programs when we come right back to PMS. Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Linda is a longtime marketing professional and member of the animal rescue community. You've operated your own marketing firm, LW Market Works Inc., and since 1994, uh, that today represents primarily veterinarian hospitals and pet-related services from around the U.S. Prior to this, Linda was vice president of a leading Midwest marketing communications, I think in her spare time there, Linda, and you were also a college professor. I don't know how you did it all, but... Linda, why don't you tell me how you put this all together, and welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Karen, and thank you for that very nice introduction. Um, I think that, you know, with, with Neuters Club, and as you mentioned, what we're trying to do with that is use some very uplifting, whimsical cartoons and sayings to get across what is actually a very serious message and that is that more pet owners need to get their animals fixed and help us curb uh, pet overpopulation. 
And that all started, as you mentioned, I have had a marketing firm for a number of years, and Neuter's Club helped me combine uh, my marketing background with my, my love of animals and my activities in the animal rescue community. And actually how it all started is, you know, we're all hardworking people and you have to take a break and have fun once in a while. So it actually started over probably too many glasses of wine one night. You're a woman after my own heart. <laughs> and I was, we were, I was actually trying to come up with some new names for uh, one of our veterinary hospital clients and it started getting pretty silly. And it started focusing on neuters, and all of a sudden, Neuters Club came, came out of that. And so we've been having, as you might imagine, a lot of fun with this concept. And it's been a, a lot of work. It's something that, and of course, we're all balancing many of us different hats. It's something that I uh, balance and, and work into my regular marketing firm, uh, which is my, my full-time work. But it sure has been uh, a lot of fun, and, and I think the best part of it is that it, it really has put me in touch with so many uh, different types of people and animal people, and uh, it has helped me learn. You know, we all ask, what are some of the, the ideas that we have and how do we market our products? And I will say time and time again, both to our marketing clients and also to anyone who is starting any type of business, certainly a pet-related business, that your best ideas, your best marketing strategies and tactics, it really makes sense and it, it pays off to listen to your customers because that is hands down where my best ideas and, and ideas for events and collaborations and even ideas for our products come from listening, listening to the marketplace, listening to customers, and, and not, not getting out of touch with who you're trying to reach and who you're trying to entice in the first place with your products and services. Okay. I'm listening to my customers. I'm listening to you. And now what do I do? I want to reach them. They're out there. How do I do that? I see you all over the country. I see you in front of your products. I see you trying to reach out to the pet community to sell products, to raise funds, to donate profits to charities. How do you reach those people? What's the secret? Well, the big secret is, first of all, you've got to have a message and you've got to have, of course, a product or service that people are going to care about. Without that, and, and we're going to, of course, talk about some of the different tactics that we've used, whether it is different social media or traditional media, but without having a solid foundation and without having a product or service that, that people want and that's going to get their attention combined with a message that's compelling and is going to resonate with your target, all of the other tactics and strategies that you can come up with are not going to work. So for us, and, and of course I can, can speak for, for our products and what we've experienced and what we've seen, but we spent a good deal of time at the beginning 
just going out and testing, because back to those few glasses of wine I mentioned earlier, <laughs> that you've had a few glasses of wine, and, and our products were funny to me. Uh, I laughed, and, and a couple of my friends uh, who had similar beverages were laughing. And the big test for us, though, is that would other people understand our designs would they find them whimsical and uplifting because we wanted our message to be very uh, entertaining. And, and people today, you know, it's a rough world out there, Karen, as you know, and people are always looking for, for the bright side and for things to chuckle about. And, and humor tends to be a very effective tool these days. And so we spent a lot of time at the beginning Getting these different cartoons, rough concepts, drawings, our different sayings. For example, one of our sayings, my dog or cat or rabbit stops at heavy petting. <laughs> Will people find that funny? Will they understand? What I learned, for example, in our research is that that saying resonates among those about 35 and up, but the 20-somethings don't know what heavy petting is. So that's part of the research that whatever your product or service, really making sure that you are starting with something that is going to get pet owners, pet guardians' attention and is going to be timely and is, is going to compel them to want to utilize your service or, or buy your product. So a lot of time was spent on number one, Testing those designs, are they on target? Does anybody care? Will people think that they're as whimsical and entertaining as we do? And then number two, straightening out our message or our platform. And you said it earlier, you know, what Neuters Club stands for. We stand for raising awareness about the need to get your animal fixed. Yeah. Hold on one second, Linda. This is not an X-rated show, but I my ears have perked up here. The over 30 crowd knows what heavy petting is, but not the 20 crowd. A, I want to know if you did focus research on this, and B, I want to understand that you are definitely implying that, well, Mark and I, I could speak for Mark too, we're in that category that knows what heavy petting is, but the 20-something group, they no longer, they have surpassed the heavy petting. That means they have just eliminated that stage altogether. Is that correct? That's exactly what I'm hearing, because <laughs> I am, am not of that age group either. But when we go to your ask, you asked about tools, and we're certainly going to chat about what have been some of the most effective vehicles and channels uh, for neuters club but one of them has been getting out there to some of the large-scale um, pet uh, expos and and events in which we can sell our product now what that has done and this is a, a message that I think is very important for anyone with a uh, pet related service or product is that these are selling opportunities which are, are outstanding. Where else can you be in a, a place where there are people who love animals and, and they're looking to, to buy things that are related to animals, but they are also outstanding forums to gain feedback. And so when we go, when I say we, I mean me, 
when I go to some of these expos, which are costly, but they're worth, uh, as long as you have a large audience, they're worth every penny because one of the biggest uh, values to me is not only standing there and selling product, but I, I love to watch and gauge people's reactions. How much time does it take for them to, for it to sink in? What neuters means as they see our banners, as they see our products? And it also enables me to gain feedback from different uh, niches or different parts of the market. And so that's where I've learned that if you're talking to a younger person, that particular saying, they understand Neuters Club, they understand my pet's a member of Neuters Club and, and what that means, they understand our other sayings like prevent littering. But the heavy petting, which is extremely popular for us and resonates among the baby boomers and Gen Xers, does not uh, get the attention of the younger audience because absolutely, like you said, they're beyond that. And that's what I learned from, one of the, from going to the expos and talking to my customers. That's, and that's, so when I reach cheap. out to a younger audience, that, that's what I have to take into account. And that helps us with future planning as we continue to look at uh, new uh, sayings and new things to add to our, our lineup. Now, what's the saying for the younger groups? We're still working on that one. <laughs> We're still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> and I'm sure that probably would be too X-rated for my show, and Mark would definitely be pressing that delete button there, I'm sure, probably. Yeah, you'd have to maybe censor me on that one. I don't know. I don't know. But that I love to hear from anybody in that, that age range and, and love talking to them at, at expos because it's just a, a product of different age groups, have, have different levels of understanding and different things are meaningful to them. And I think that that's what makes both the uh, marketing side of running uh, a small business both exciting because it, it, we're all different and it's, it's very exciting to reach out to different parts of the market and understand them. It also makes it very challenging because you're recognizing that not everybody is going to get it ex as excited um, about what you have as you are. But uh, that's a point that I just simply cannot emphasize enough. Know your customer, know your product, and know that there's a marriage there. Now, because Linda, if there's not, none of the, the marketing is going to be effective. Linda, I just thought of a 20-something line for, <laughs> for neuters. Okay. It's for pooches. And you know what it is? Can you say it? Yeah, I could say okay. it. Okay. Well, you'd have to have your drawing, but it would be, for us, a hookup means getting our collars on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but that would work because I only know that from my 21-year-old son who, that's the term of the day. That's what they do. They just hook up. There's, you know, that's their that's line. Exactly. That's, that was my understanding as well. <laughs> so, yeah. So for our pooches and, well, I guess the cats, you know, hey, it stops at hookups. <laughs> All right, I'm taking up too much time, and we need to know more information from you. So that's what's really important. What are you using in terms of your social media and how you're getting the word out about your events? How are you getting people to sign up for your events? How are you getting sponsors? Talk to me. 
Well, we're using as, you know, any effective uh, combination of, of marketing uh, approaches, we're using a combination of media. And we have uh, a lot of strength in our electronic newsletter. I know that a lot of people are doing newsletters, but that has been a very productive and effective uh, tactic for us. And this goes out monthly, and it's kind of become a springboard because then we use that and we take that information and, of course, constantly, weekly, update our website. We uh, promote the information on Facebook. We're constantly Twittering. And I really have to say, I have a, a, an office manager named Elise Wells who has just been a godsend because she is much more uh, tech-savvy than I. And this has really been her baby to use these different tools um, consistently and working with me uh, on, on developing content because, as you know, Karen, content is king for all of these media that we've mentioned and that if you don't have information that somebody cares about and will want to know about, uh, it's not going to cut it. So this really says that for any type of pet-related company, looking beyond simply selling what you've got to sell. So for example, Neuters Club can only go out there and say, well, we're running a special on nightshirts, which we are, by the way, this month for the holidays. Um, but we can only go out there so many times with specials on products and promotional messages. What we need to be mindful of is that, as we both mentioned earlier, we're on a mission, and we want more people to get their animals fixed. So our content needs to reflect that. And for example, one of the pieces of content that I'm very proud about on our website is our directory of low-cost spay and neuter resources around the United States. And so it's just as thrilling for me to see when I start work in the morning and see orders for our products and uh, uh, different apparel and gift items, it's just as exciting to get an email from somebody that says, I'm out in New Mexico and I'm trying to find a place where I, a reasonably priced place where I can get my, my dog spayed. So that's very exciting to us and that comes from our content of having a very large directory of spay-neuter services that are affordable around the United States. So okay. looking at not only promoting what it is that you're selling, but looking at providing meaningful and valuable content to your customers. How do you become a partner with them? How do you help them make their lives easier, help uh, to provide them with something that they cannot easily get elsewhere? So for Neuters Club, that directory has been a, a big part of, of not only what we stand for, but a big part of what we want to deliver to our customers. It, it doesn't cost them anything. It, it's free information. We update it constantly. And then the other winner in, in this whole uh, proposition is the different uh, low-cost, high-quality spay-neuter service providers who are able to list their services on our website at no charge to them. So that's another vehicle um, that they have to get in front of their constituency 
to help promote uh, their services. I'm going to have to take a break, Linda, so I'm going to, sorry to cut you off. Let me take a brief break. I want to come back and talk to you more about orders and your directories and how that starts up and how you are able to get that off the ground from the get-go. So let me take a break. We're on PMS, Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur on Pet Life Radio. Stay with us. We have an exciting show. We're here with Linda Washi from the Neuters Club, and she's sharing with us today some incredibly valuable information. We'll be right back. Don't go away. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for staying with us, everybody. We're here. We're back on Pet Life Radio. I'm Karen Barnett, your host with PMS, Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur. And we're here today with Linda Washi from the Neuters Club. Linda, before the break, we were talking about the directory and how you were using that to help build your list to get people to the site so that you could sell your products and um, by selling your products, enable people to raise funds for spaying and neutering to prevent pet euthanasia. Now, Now, talk to me a bit about starting from the beginning. How do you go about building that directory? How does one get off the ground and say, all right, I want to go online, I have products to sell, and I want to put together a directory so that I can attract people to my site? Lay out the groundwork for me for that. It absolutely is all driven by collaborations. And this is the very time-consuming part of, of running a business. But for any small business, the saying, you can't do it alone, really holds true here. And so the more that the petpreneur can reach out and form partnerships and form collaborations, and that's exactly what we have done and continue to do every single day. We're looking for, are there different organizations, companies, in our case, the spay-neuter clinics, who can we work with and form win-win opportunities, whether it's in the form of putting together a directory or in the form of co-sponsoring events and different programs, fundraising activities, 
So that has been really the basis, the foundation of so much of what Neuters Club is doing is reaching out and looking for uh, collaborative opportunities for us to either work on, on programs together or work on uh, events together. And that is really what started us in the beginning. It, it played a key role in the directory, reaching out to these clinics and saying, hey, we're starting this and we see it as another vehicle for you. Do you want to partner with us? And in the same fashion, we've also been reaching out to many of the animal uh, and pet rescue organizations, some of which uh, have partnered with us and gain uh, financially through a part of proceeds from the sale of our, our products. So we've set up links by which they link to our website and we encourage uh, pet lovers to go to the rescues websites, seek out these links before they come to our website. And in that way, that rescue group, we have about a dozen that are on board right now, that rescue group gets 15% of uh, whatever the purchase is. So it, it's been collaborations uh, like that that have really helped us um, uh, get up and going. Uh, we've worked with uh, retailers. There's a large uh, chain uh, that's in the Midwest called Pet Supplies Plus, and we've worked with a number of their stores not only to sell our merchandise, but on large-scale spay and neuter events, adoption events, those events have represented some very good content, again, going back to what are we going to talk about, what are we going to be sharing with people on those various uh, social media sites. And so working with these collaborations and providing some type of meaningful uh, input uh, with some of these other groups has, has helped us provide content. And that content in reaching out to other groups and organizations helps provide them with ideas for their own events. So I absolutely love it when somebody looks at something that, that we're doing, they do the same thing in, in their market. I mean, we've done everything from large-scale adoption events in which we uh, we're doing one actually this weekend in which we're taking 200 cats out of a local shelter and putting them in a pet supplies store to help get them exposure for potential adapters, to actually selling low-cost spay and neuter right at the store register to make it easier for people to access those services. Collaborate is a, a message that I would give to other business owners. Okay. Now, this is a question that I get asked all the time. Link building is costly. And Young petpreneurs are saying, how do I get these links? Do I, I can't afford to buy them. I go online and I try to find these link building programs and they're expensive. I try to hire somebody and they charge me an enormous amount of money. And then I'm not tracked by Google because they say these are bought links. So you're talking here about links that you're going out and personally collaborating with them and saying, will you link with me and I'll link with you. You're not saying, 
go out and buy links through these services that you see advertised on all of these websites that you may go on on a marketing website that says, I'll sell you 100 links and you'll pay me X amount of money. No, and Karen, in that way, I'm, you know, I'm still a little bit old-fashioned. I, I view the links as relationships. And so to us, they're more than, quote-unquote, just links. We are building relationships in which we can do some ongoing programs. You know, an example is a lot of people want their products and services picked up by the many, many wonderful pet bloggers that are out there. Well, you might, you know, and some of the listeners might think, well, my gosh, how do you find time to do this? But I had coffee this morning with one of the bloggers. She does the cat chat. And cats, many communities are absolutely being overrun by them. And so we want to reach as many cat owners and cat guardians as we can. And sitting down with her, you know, talking about what Neuters Club is doing, uh, she has promoted our events in the past. And I find that I would rather have a smaller list of links that are based on solid uh, relationships than have a huge number. And it, it may be some people may say, well, that's a little bit old thinking and uh, that sure is time consuming. But to this point, that has been a very effective approach uh, for Neuters Club to follow is to actually uh, build the relationships that then result in the mutual links back and forth. I happen to agree with you. And it, while it is time consuming, it is far more long-standing relationships and they end up being really more rewarding and they end up in the end being the ones that actually save, in my opinion, the most animals and provide the best results for providing forever homes with pet-loving families as opposed to ending up with links that you may be ending up offering funds to companies and, and places that really may not be as effective as others. So I am all for that aspect of the old-fashioned relationship with you on that. In terms of any other new media tactics we've talked about, do you also advertise? Do you use some of the old traditional advertising techniques? We have not done any paid for advertising. We watch our dollars very carefully because we want to be able to contribute a big part of our proceeds to rescue, nonprofit rescue organizations. We have also done one thing that I did not mention is we do do uh, traditional press releases. Uh -huh. uh, we have a quite an extensive um, uh, media list that we send press releases out to. Those are both traditional media and online, different websites and bloggers. And that has been very productive. We have not done it to the extent I would like to do it. And, and that's one of the challenges and, and one of the things. In fact, we're just now getting out a um, uh, press release for the, the holidays. It's, it's later than I would like, but um, we have found that to be a very... Uh, effective and productive route, especially one thing we haven't talked about is, is boosting your visibility with search engines and generating visibility through publicity has been an excellent tool for us. 
to continue raising that visibility uh, with the search engines. And, and if I could, I, I'd also like to mention, you know, going back to the one-on-one -on -one relationship building and using social media, we don't just want links. We want to we want to set social media on fire in some ways. And by me meeting with this blogger who is a huge advocate of ours and, and loves our stuff, she is connecting for us with other bloggers. So we have gotten her attention and have elevated our relationship so much by giving her a lot of attention and working with her that she is doing the work for us. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important message to get out there is that you'd rather have, and this is what social media to me, Karen, is all about. It's about creating the advocates out in the marketplace for your business. And so if I can get the Karen Gittlemans of the world excited and her cat chat says good things about what we're doing and then she is sharing that with other bloggers around the nation, that is where I want to be. And my time is very well spent. So I think that that's an important way of thinking of social media is not only the volume and how many links do we get, but how do we, how do we really set some folks on fire and get them excited about what we're doing to the point where they are carrying our message out there for us. Well, going back to one thing that you said about PR and the media list and watching your dollars, another area that people are concerned about is free press sites and free media outlets. And then, of course, there's the paid-for media services. Paid-for media services to send out press releases can run $1,400. How have you put together your media list and how do you disseminate your media releases? Well, we handle it all in-house, and our lists have uh, been compiled through a couple different ways. Actually, there is a, a website called Mondo Times, M-O-N-D-O Times.com, which we have found, and again, it's a little bit time-consuming, but they list different media outlets around the country, and they also let you subscribe to uh, their media list for I think it's $99 a year. And they provide mostly community press, local press, but if you're trying to reach into different geographic locations, Mondo Times is a, is a very good resource for a petpreneur who is watching their, their dollars. So we supplement using a website like that with publications that we pick up at expos, things that we see online, and we over time have built a very extensive list, but it requires that you constantly pay attention. You go to those publications' websites, you look up their contact information, their editors, and then in the same fashion that we've been talking about, you start building relationships um, with those editors, and, and you'll find that you'll start to get a following of those that uh, are, are very happy to run information on, on your company. Again, it's got to be something that has some, some content and some substance. It can't just be uh, what an editor would tell you. It can't sound or look like an, an ad. It, it's got to have some, some good information in it. 
but uh, that is, is a real good way to just look at uh, what media are out there going on their websites, pick up publications at different pet expos. Many of the publishing companies are at these expos. And then doing your own searches. We have found through Google that if you plug in uh, search terms like uh, pet magazines, dog magazines, cat magazines, that within an hour or two you can have a pretty substantial list put together of, of media and at very limited uh, cost to the business owner. Well, I have so thoroughly enjoyed you having on our show, and you have been such a tremendous resource. I definitely want you to come back and visit us. This has been too short a time, so you have to promise me that after the holidays, we will schedule another time for you to come on the show because you are a valuable resource for people who are trying to break into the industry or who are even experts in the industry but just do not know of all of these tactics and uh, what's available out there. And I thank you so much for being my guest today. So promise me you'll come back. And also, I want to wish you a very, very happy holiday and Merry Christmas. I would absolutely love to do that. And thank you so much for the invitation. And Karen, you do the same. Have a very, very Merry Christmas and wonderful holiday. Thank you so much, Linda. And you've been listening here today to PMS Pet Marketing Strategies for the Petpreneur. I will be back here next week, so stay tuned. And thank you very much for listening to Pet Life Radio. Take care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.